Welcome to another episode of Infinity X, where we give a stage and microphone to human excellence in the pursuit of never-ending opportunities and merging ecosystems with world-renowned entrepreneurs and influencers. Now, here's your host, David Harder. From the hallowed halls of epic productions and epic financial strategies here in Red Bank, New Jersey. This is Infinity X, where every Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. we give a stage and a microphone to human excellence in the endless pursuit of creating business merger opportunities and infinite sales opportunities. Good evening, everybody. I'm David Harder. We are joined this evening, ladies and gentlemen, with Kate Ekman, best-selling author, fitness coach, personal coach, uh, TV personality, all you know, all over the place, mega power. Kate, how are you this evening? I'm so great. Thank you so much for having me. No, oh, thank you. The pleasure is ours. And I'm joined this evening by one of my partners here at Epic Financial Strategies, Mr. Dave Hammer. Dave, how you doing, brother? Good evening, everybody. Great to be here. Excellent. Excellent. So, Kate, um, you know, when whenever we whenever we have the the good fortune of having conversations with people that are doing things at such a high level. Um, we always, in the pursuit of human excellence, want to understand, um, you know, the story, right? The story behind the individual. So where did it all start for you? Uh, you know, I even talk about this story in my book. I think it all started as a four-year-old at Miami Hills Swim Club in Cincinnati, Ohio, and my mom signing me up for swim lessons, and I didn't really like it, and I didn't care much for my swim instructor, Mark, either. And after swim lessons one day, I overheard him speaking to my mother and from what my little four-year-old self could gather, Mark didn't think I was a very good swimmer. And the sad part that breaks my heart is in that moment, my little four-year-old self developed this mentality that said, oh my gosh, I have to perform at a really high level so that I'm safe in the world and I'll be loved and my mom and dad will be proud of me. Of me. And who knew that you had to impress the stranger at the swim club so they didn't badmouth you and, and talk about you behind your back. And so the good news about that is I went on to, you know, break every record at that swim club and was a state national champion and, and went off to Penn State on a swimming scholarship. So showed Mark. But what was the cost? The cost was I was often filled with anxiety and insecurity and this obsession with performance and perfectionism. So it's just really an illustration that you know, we can take everything that we hear with a grain of salt. And if it propels you to achieve great, but I think it's always important for us to look at the cost of anything and, and really to base our lives on our thoughts and our opinions, because they're truly the only ones that matter. That's unbelievable, Kate, at four years old, right? You know, you don't think, you don't think that the impression could be placed onto somebody at that age, that peak performance and high performance expectation <clears throat> is, is, is going to have the type of impact that it actually has. When you look back, you know, and by the way, I love a hey, Mark, if you're out there, brother, I hope that you're watching this right now because she went, she's a Nittany lion. We are right. And she went and she broke every single record that there is brother at your club. They probably named the club after her too. So, <laughs> but when you, Kate, in all seriousness, though, when you look at, you know, how that shaped you, um, you know, after that experience going into high school, I assume you went to high school in Cincinnati as well. Yeah. Yeah. I went to St. Ursula Academy and all girls Catholic high school as a non-Catholic. So that was wild. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and, and, and how did that come about? It was, it's a really great school. So academically, I, I think my parents were sending me there as a small school. Uh, everyone who went there went on to college. And, um, you know, there were six of us on the swim team that won state all four years. So oh. um, that was that was kind of cool. Kate, when you um, <clears throat> I, I, obviously competitive swimming is something that takes a massive amount of discipline. Right. Um, do you think that, you know, as an entrepreneur, right. And all the things that you're up to in the world, do you think that the, the swimming community or just the competitive component and Dave, I know you're going to have some commentary around swimming because this is a triathlete over here. Um, but um, it, do you find that, that, you know, the, the scope of what you do as an entrepreneur was kind of shaped by the group, because I don't think people really understand what it takes to be a competitive swimmer. Can you comment to that a little bit? 
Uh, thank you. And, and we get no love, especially at a, a Big Ten school where it's all about football and, and basketball. And, and, you know, I went, I was at the Big Ten with Tom Brady, <laughs> you know, and I, I joke because, you know, Tom Brady's still winning Super Bowls and my knees hurt when I go to Pilates. So I, I bow down to you, Tom Brady, but that's really a testament to practice. And he really practices harder than anyone, not because he's the worst, but because he's the best. And swimming, I mean, we did get love from the football team because I would be in the pool for two hours and then head over to the the football training room when I had a neck injury and the football players were like, you swimmers are hardcore. You guys are no joke. And we, and we were. And so, you know, even I, I look at last year during the pandemic, I finished my master's degree at Columbia. I had four months to write a 90,000 word manuscript. I was on a tight deadline with the publisher and it, you know, like everybody, my mind was all over the place. Like what in the hell is going on with, with COVID and lockdown and all the things that we're all still experiencing to some degree. And my friend even said, she said, I don't know how you did that, but she said, I swear it's your swimming background. You are the most disciplined person I know. And I am, and that's why I like having deadlines. And um, I think what sports gives to all of us, or maybe there's some musicians here, things like that is that discipline. And you gotta show up even when you don't feel like it and really put in the reps. And that's the work that I do now is the inner fitness. And, and people are like, oh yeah, that's nice. I don't have time for that. Or I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to care for myself. And I say, you know, I don't have time to be angry. I don't have time to raise my voice with my loved ones. I don't have time to be miserable or stressed out or overwhelmed or exhausted. So I think really for all of us, it's, it's asking ourselves, who do I want to be and what do I really want? And I put really in italics as a writer, not what I want, but what do I really want? Because what we want is often dictated by society, what the neighbors are doing, what Sally on Instagram's doing. But I, I really invite people to spend more time in that space of who am I, who do I want to be, and what do I really want? Well, as a competitor, yeah, Dave, I, 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 I know I, you're going to have a question. I can speak for, I mean, first of all, Big Ten is, is in my heart. My, my team, my, my Wolverines finally got the monkey <laughs> off their back after <laughs> arduous Buckeye ass kicking years. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the, if, I don't know if anyone saw the game, but just the release of elation of, of getting that monkey off. I mean, it was incredible. Just, I wish I was there. To Congratulations. Win. And my daughter actually went to Penn state graduated three years ago. So we are, Yeah. <laughs> but to, to both of your points, uh, your competitiveness with swimming, I know firsthand the discipline that underlines all of the high level competitiveness that not only swimming or anything that's endurance related requires like you talk about when you don't feel like it but you have to muster the energy because you know that there's a goal at the end of the at the rainbow and it starts with the mindset so i completely understand how you i assume in, obviously in your in your practice where discipline you could train to be disciplined by repetition, by following a, a, a protocol, so to speak. So hats off to you. I mean, I just started swimming maybe four years ago, harder than any other sport of the three sports when you do a triathlon by far. That's why they have swimming as the first of the three because it's the hardest to tackle. So it's, it is no joke. Thank you. And triathletes are incredible. So congrats to you. I, I think as you were talking, something that came up to me too is um, the discipline. And, and sometimes the discipline is being disciplined enough to say no and to exercise the art of doing nothing and to rest. And I think that's something that all of us, especially Americans in this culture really, really struggles with, especially when you're resting, but then you scroll on Instagram and you're like, oh my gosh, they're doing this, 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 and this, and you get into the trap of comparison and you're enjoying your restful afternoon. And then you're just feeling crappy about yourself and I should be doing more. And, and again, you get on the hamster wheel. So that's another discipline that has dramatically transformed my life for the better is being really committed to taking that time off and unplugging and shutting it down so that when I do come back to work, I'm able to achieve 10 times as much in a fraction of the time, I'm more creative, and I'm most importantly, treating myself and others better. And you know, yeah, Kate, that's so true. They say, when you're looking at social media, you're comparing your insides to their outsides and you're losing every single time. 
every single time. Right. And, um, you know, one of the things I, I, I key in on is that kind of like call it aha moment when somebody like yourself, who is ex- achieving entrepreneurial things, right. In a, in a multitude of different areas at such a high level, when did that aha moment happen for you? Was it at college? When, when you went to college, right. When you're at Penn state, obviously terrific school, what, did you see as your trajectory? Were you, t- were you thinking, okay, I'm going to go to the Olympics for swimming or were you there specifically to get a corporate nine to five? What did that trajectory look like? And when did that maybe start to shift a little bit? Yeah, I, I initially, uh, Olympics was certainly a goal and that didn't happen for me, but I had this passion of, I always had a passion of storytelling. And as a little kid, I would watch the evening news with my family and it was Tom Brokaw, NBC News. And I was fascinated by him just telling us about all of these things. And then I would go up to my bedroom and I would deliver the news to my stuffed animals. No teleprompter, no notes. It was just me making up stories to the animals and they seemed to like it. And so I I wanted to kind of go that route. I I loved movies. And so I, I wanted to work in entertainment. So actually right after graduation, I headed to LA and had an entertainment reporting career. My, my, my journey is really a testament. I feel like a cat with nine lives. I think this thing that our society does too, especially to women, it wants to put us in a box. You can only be one thing. And I have been so many different things. And I, I will say too, that nothing is wasted. No experience is wasted. Cause you might say, well, what does being a professional model have to do when you're in business meetings with executives? And it's just like, well, I have impeccable posture. I'm extremely confident. I'm comfortable in my body. You know, I'm able to um, stand up straight and, and, and people do actually comment on that. You have the most exquisite posture. And so I, I think it's important that we build upon these things, but I did work in, in, in Hollywood. And when I kind of got sick of the superficiality of the interviews, I, I left and I went to Northwestern and got my master's degree in broadcast journalism. So I went from Angelina Jolie and Will Smith on the red carpet to the court system in Cook County. And I was at juvenile court with juvenile (laughs) delinquents doing social justice work and found it way more fascinating than than Angelina Jolie, whom I love. So, um, and then just kept it moving from there. But I definitely am a free spirit. I'm not meant to be in an office or a corporate setting um, permanently. So, you know, entrepreneurial, the entrepreneurial lifestyle can seem or look glamorous to those in corporate America sometimes, but it's anything but, mm. and um, it's the constant, the constant grind and you're always on the hunt for the next client or work. So what happened next? So you go to, you go to Northwestern, right? You leave Hollywood. Um, I can't even imagine what that would have been like, but um, you know, you, you, you leave that to go over to, you, you complete the master's degree, um, you're, you, you know, you're, uh, <clears throat> you're operating in, and where was this uh, geographically in the country? Ridge, I know Northwestern is in Illinois, I believe. Right. But so it's um, in, it's in Chicago. And did you remain in Chicago, uh, after, you know, post-graduation? I was all, I was what any journalist did. I w- was all over the place. So from Chicago, I went to DC and, and covered, um, White House and Capitol Hill mm-hmm. as a reporter. And then I had a, a five-year stint in Florida, um, and kind of re, <laughs> I was doing so much crime in Florida, as you can imagine. And I kind of reinvented myself as the wildlife and environmental reporter, cause I'm passionate about animals and wildlife. And so got to do a lot of work in the Everglades, things like that. Um, met my boyfriend at the time who was a wildlife biologist. We, I left the business and he and I were living in Zimbabwe, where he was working and I was a journalist for Travel Africa magazine and and shedding light on the deplorable conditions for the the animals there. So was doing all of that. And then, um, and now I'm here in New York City. I've been here for gosh, almost 12 years and I've done a few things here, but um, yeah, I, even when I say it out loud and I, I, t- I talked to the students at Penn State and I think it was so good for them to hear because <laughs> they're all stressed out. And what am I gonna do? <laughs> I'm kind of like, doesn't, it doesn't really matter because you can change your mind. What a concept and do something else, but just work hard and, and build the skill set. And you're really building your character and getting that experience and, and meeting people and building relationships so that you can reinvent yourself if you want to. 
We are Infinity X, giving a stage and microphone to human excellence. We are joined this evening by Kate Ekman. If you have a question for Kate, um, you put, by, by all means, please put it into the chat. Um, and Kate, just uh, we'll put it into the chat as well. Where, where, where can people find you on, um, you know, what's your website? What's your Instagram? Sure. So it's kateekman.tv, K-A-T-E-E-C-K-M-A-N.tv, or you can go to the fullspiritworkout.com and if that's easier to remember, and that'll link you back over. Fullspiritworkout.com. And so, and so Kate, so now you uh, are in Manhattan, right? You're in one of the epicenters. Um, What are you up to now? Right. You know, that led up to, I mean, unbelievable about uh, about the the journey. Actually, even before I get into what we're up to right now, what was it like in Africa? Because I, I have heard that it is absolutely deplorable. I've heard it's horrible what's happening with, uh, you know, with gorillas. I've heard that, you know, with elephants, I've heard it with a, a variety of different animals. But what is what what did you see and what was that experience like? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't have the rich American safari experience. I was living in the bush with um, the African residents and people who are from there and um, black people, white people and everything in between. And um, I, I mean, I would give people $2 flip flops from Walmart and you would think I bought them a new Mercedes or hand sanitizer was a big deal over there. But the people were just And again, it makes you just appreciate what you have here so much. And they were the kindest people. And so, you know, um, wanting to please and help you and, and, and make sure you had a, were comfortable and had a great experience, but yeah, the, the wildlife. And that's what, you know, I I do a keynote, a speech about confidence and I do the talk about the five P's and one of my P's is purpose. And when I really, really learned about a purpose and the importance of having a cause and purpose greater than ourselves is when I was in Zimbabwe and met this woman, Sharon Pincott, who gave up her CEO Ferrari high flying life in Australia to dedicate everything that she had to saving the presidential elephants of Zimbabwe. And it was fascinating. And these elephants treated her like they were, you know, her children and she named them all and they'd come over to her SUV. And it was just so fascinating. Another woman who was saving the hippos and the hippos (laughs) kill more people than all the other animals combined. It was just, I've never seen anything like it. And that's coming from being a journalist and covering so many fascinating stories in my career. So I was just blown away um, by, by their passion and their courage to really give up the comforts of life for a a greater purpose. Um, But yeah, it it was really hard. Robert Mugabe, the president at the time, just, he really tore that beautiful country apart. I mean, one of the great seven wonders of the world, Victoria Falls is in that country. So um, if you get a chance to go to Africa, I highly recommend it. It really is fascinating. And you really, really, really appreciate your life in America or really anywhere that isn't Africa. (laughs) Unbelievable. We actually have a question in the chat uh, for you. This comes in from Jedlin. Um, What challenges did you have to overcome at the beginning of your journey? Oh, gosh, I think what what so many of us have to overcome that not everybody talks about uh, self-doubt, insecurity, anxiety, um, the feeling for me, which I still work through. nothing's ever good enough, or I'm not ever good enough, or, you you know, it's funny, you say, I'll be on shows, and people say, gosh, you've accomplished so much, and my, my little weasel brain, that part of us that has that, we all have that little weasel brain that wants to say, well, you you could be doing more, you haven't done enough, you should be that, and so it's, it's really quieting that, because that's just the ego, and um, learning to tune into our inner wisdom, God, spirit, universe, if you believe in a higher power, and sorry, inviting that truth and wisdom down, but I think too, when you're younger, it's, it's, I'm in a much different place now, but you know, when you're in your young twenties, many of us don't have a lot of money. Um, we're doing a lot of jobs that we maybe don't want to do. And so it is that trusting of the process and really finding mentors and people uh, around you that can support you and, and give you great advice and, and will, um, you know, give you opportunities, you know, because they see how hard you're working and, and putting in the work. So um, I think it's, that's even in my book, you know, it's shedding your self-doubt. I see, I work with executives and professional athletes and people who are the best at the best at what they do. And I will blow everybody's cover, including my own 100% of people struggle with confidence. Maybe you are confident at your job, but you're not confident having uncomfortable conversations. You're not confident with confrontation. You're not confident with how you feel in your body or whatever. So 
it's part of the human experience. I think the sooner that we can admit this and embrace it and just talk about it, then it's like, okay, I'm not bothered by that anymore. Let me get back to work. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. And, and to that point, um, when you came back to New York, like what happened, what happened next? Like, what are you up to now? Right. You know, cause I mean, you've, you've had enough life experience for seven lifetimes. Right. And, and I would assume that you corralled and, and applied those variable experiences to what you're doing today and, and what you're looking at to do in the future. But what's, what's the here and now look like for Kate? Yeah. So I, I work full-time as a coach. I coach business leaders, professional athletes, um, you know, high achievers that, like I said, are pretty good at their jobs. Every, we can all are, we're open for improvement, but I'm really helping people work through less tangible roadblocks, like the stress, anxiety, overwhelming fear, um, exhaustion, overwhelm, burnout, um, a lot of things that high achievers experience. So I do that. I, I write books. I'm working on my next book. I absolutely love writing and I work as a keynote speaker. So I'm happy that people are having us back in person again, because I just love that in-person connection. And um, I'm, I'm doing a TV show that's coming up too. So I'm, I'm getting back into TV. I was a TV presenter on QVC and HSN for years, and, and that was a lot of fun. But um, doing a show that's really going to talk about some of these issues and um, I just love it. I just did the two minute drill show with David Meltzer, who I know you guys know, who's a phenomenal human. If you don't know him, please check him out. His work's incredible, but I just, I like working with like-minded people like that where um, Dave and I are the same in that we just want to love everybody. We want to help everybody. And um, so I want to do more TV in, in that space. I feel like we could use some more programming um, talking about those things or like what just happened here where people ask the question and you know, I'm just being, I'm, I'm extra candid. Um, I can't help myself, but you know, I find myself saying a lot. I just feel like it's the same 10 people on the same 10 shows saying the same 10 things. And I want to do a show on a platform where, yeah, there could be some celebrities or, or public figures, but I really want to bring in, it's kind of a la Oprah where what made her show so great is that she's got Sally from Nebraska, who's dealing with this and this extraordinary child who's overcome this and is, is now has his charity. I want to give um, platforms to people like that um, because their stories, that's the journalist to me, their, their stories are so fascinating. And I find that those are the ones that really, really touch my heart. I have a quick question. Please do, Dave. Kate. Absolutely. So I'm curious to find out what was, what, what did you find out about yourself early on that you knew that you were a storyteller and that was because I, I from everything you when I hear you talk you seem to be you you have a message to send out to the world and you like to be in front of the camera clearly some from, from all your different very experiences what is it about the storytelling that grabs you that 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 you that gives you your big why because I can see you always like to be in front of a camera and tell your stories I love being off camera too. Um, when my pajamas and no makeup, I actually would prefer that. I've been doing radio interviews. I'm like, <laughs> I love radio. I'm here in my pajamas. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> I, I love storytelling so much because I find I'm, I've just always been a very curious person, even as a little girl, so curious, always asking everybody questions. I want to know everyone's story, everyone in this neighborhood. I'm, I'm friends with everyone. Every people are like, how do you know everybody? You're friends with the barista, you're friends with this person, you're friends with that person. I'm like, yeah, because, and I, I don't know, I would want people to come to my job and be friendly and kind because they certainly deal with enough of the other stuff. But I think we live in a world where, especially men, um, everyone's got to keep it together. We all have to pretend to have it all together at all times. And men really haven't been given the permission or outlet um, to show their emotions for the most part in the name of being a man and keeping that stiff upper lip. And so what I would find is when I was asked people, that's what I love about coaching is listening and, and asking people questions and getting to the root of the matter, getting to the heart of it, because I think so many people are living with so much pain that they never share or talk about, or so many hopes or dreams that they don't have the courage or going to be judged if they share that, or like the audacity to want that for themselves. And so I think giving people that space to just let it all out, um, they're happier, they're kinder. And then they, it's a ripple effect. They go and treat other people better, but 
I just, you know, and I think that's thing with the celebrities, I appreciate like Simone Biles and these people who have started coming out and talking about their struggles because they, it hasn't even occurred to them that they are something other than a performer or an athlete or an Olympian and that they have any worth outside of that. And so I think it is just my mission to ask people about their heart and their truth rather than just what do you do for a living and how much money do you make and oh, your outfit. Um, I think, I think people are, are hiding so much, um, hurt inside, but also so much joy that they just don't even know how to express or experience. You know, um, you mentioned Oprah and, um, a good friend of ours is uh, Sean Callaghan, right? I don't know if you know Sean or not. Sean is, is doing amazing, amazing things in the world. He always quotes when Oprah left her stage, right? And her, her, her message to the, her audience was, I wanted people to know that I see you I hear you and what you said matters, right? And, and I, uh, quite frankly, the first time he shared that with me, I had really never heard that. It never really landed with me, right? But what I'm hearing with you, Kate, is that when you, you know, retain a coaching client, <clears throat> when you're uh, having a conversation with somebody in an interview structure, whatever the case may be, that you uh, from a heart set and integrous perspective are very, and you mentioned Simone Biles. You know what? I mean, that was a scandal among scandals for God's sake, you know, not only with what happened at Michigan state, but all, you know, the, U the Olympics, et cetera. She just wanted to be heard. She wanted her side of the story in today's world. And you mentioned men as well, right? I totally agree with that. Uh, you know, with that, that, you know, we're, uh, we're supposed to say we're fine. Right. We're supposed to say we're fine. And, you, you know, you're not fine all the time. Right. You have athletes that are coming out now talking about mental health, you know, and as, as is mental wellness a, a big focal point in your coaching strategy with 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 clients that you're taking on today and or, you know, uh, corporate clients that you're working with. What are you doing in that space? Absolutely. And, and thank you for that question. So yeah, I mean, I was in the middle, like the, the woman in, in Africa who I met, I had my very cush TV and modeling career and, you know, was on the, the rat race in, in New York City and beyond. And I lost not one, but two, actually my boyfriend I was in Africa with. Um, died by suicide. And then almost a year to the day later, um, one of my closest, dearest, best friends also ended his life. And so obviously changed the whole trajectory of my life. It made me re-examine the way I was choosing to live my life. A person like almost everybody, I will say, and, and kindly call out, placing all of my worth and the externals. And what I realized is, you know, you get the shiny objects. I have plenty of them and I love shiny objects. And you're happy for about 15, 20 minutes. And then it's on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and we're insatiable. And I was, this was happening around the same time as Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade and, and Chester from um, Lincoln Park. Yeah. And you think these people who literally have it all, same with my, my two friends, cream of the crop and, and choosing to end their lives. And in this case, there was, there was not the mental illness. There were no drugs, none of that. And so it really got me thinking, and that's why I went back to school and I studied for years the neuroscience and positive psychology and these whole person coaching techniques, because I'm like, this is an epidemic. And I, I, I felt the personal pain of, of losing the love of my life to suicide in, in our, in our thirties and nobody wanting to talk to me about it. It was just taboo or too sad or too depressing. And you're the happy girl. Can't you just be happy? And it, it was disturbing. And, and so I, I am really passionate about this work and, and I, I do have these conversations and I openly share my, my darkest, deepest, their darkest, deepest, darkest moments, whatever you want to call it, because I want others to feel safe to do the same, maybe not publicly, but share with a friend or share with a coach or therapist. And, and so I am passionate about doing these inner exercises because I, I believe if, if my friends, for instance, had these tools, they would still be here. If they felt comfortable talking about their, their dark times, they would still be here. And, and so um, I'm going to keep talking about it <laughs> because, um, and then I, I'm, you know, you, you know, you don't grow up and think I'm going to be a suicide prevention activist. No, nobody wants that job. 
but you know, I'm, I'm honored to do this work, even though it's hard and I want to cry right now thinking about it. But, um, and I think I, I just, I love people and I, I care about them. And I, especially this past year and a half, I see how much people are struggling. Wow. Dave. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we are, listen, <laughs> folks, Hey, shout out to Gary, by the way. You're welcome for this forum, brother. Keep coming back because you get, you, I mean, you don't get this anyplace else. Kate, we are Infinity Expos, a stage and microphone for human. I don't even want to call it human excellence. You're just exceeding that, Kate, with this message. I mean, this is incredible. And I, I, I first and foremost, my deepest condolences. And I can't thank you enough for how vulnerable that that you were and, and how raw that was and by the way if i'm looking at this and i want i want to i want a business coach or i want a personal coach i'm looking at somebody like you right i'm looking at somebody who's going to come from a heart-centered integra spot dave you had a question that you wanted to no i was going to say that obviously your your coaching and your your big why is obviously based in a very disturbed disturbing you know personal circumstance and I, I could hear obviously you obviously you got emotional talking about it but what you're doing is you're giving you're giving a voice to this invisible pain and there's so much invisible pain especially with isolation during the pandemic um i just i think children in particular are you know now being you know in in being isolated over the last year and a half I just, I feel there's this, this, an, an epidemic and it's going to unfortunately going to continue unless people give voice like yourself to have them speak about how they're feeling, because that is a part of our society that we don't emphasize enough, even in a, in a society where we have a lot of social media and we, you know, you hear people speaking, people are not getting to the heart of the matter. I mean, I, I know about, I know in, in my family and I know people that have dealt with depression and, and that's, it's a silent killer. So if you give voice to it and you allow it to come to the surface and people speak about it, it doesn't become as uh, dark as, as it could. And I, I applaud you for being that voice and actually, you know, promoting people, whether it be males or females or whoever it may be, you know, giving that voice to those that aren't being heard. Thank you. And, you know, one of my favorite, I think too, giving it a voice and then giving people the tools, right? Because it's like, okay, now we've, we've, we've got our truth out there. Now what? And giving people the tools. And one of the greatest tools that we can give each other that, you know, we don't need the Harvard degree. We don't need to be billionaires is, is like we talked about to see people and to hear them and to acknowledge them. I mean, even recently, somebody's assistant wrote me something, wrote back, thank you so much, I appreciate you. And she said, I've been at this job for 30 years and this is the first time that someone's ever sent me an email that said, I appreciate you. And my first reaction was, oh gosh, how sad. So she was happy that I was doing that, but it takes two seconds, even at the grocery store, thanks so much. I appreciate you bagging my groceries. And they're always like, that's my job. It's like, well, I appreciate you doing it. Thank you. Or just little things like that to say to your, your spouse, your kids, your parents, your friends, your, your clients, your colleagues. And one of my favorite exercises that I did in the book is what's called a gratitude visit. And I, I invite everyone to do this this week. Um, we just came from Thanksgiving. This takes it a step further, but positive psychology founder, Martin Seligman talked about this exercise. And you think of someone I'd like everyone to think right now, someone who has dramatically changed your life for the better, whom you've never properly thanked. And you write them a 300 word testimonial and of, of gratitude and appreciation. And then you call them up, you say you wanna come over, don't tell them why, if you have to do it on Zoom, so be it, and read them this letter. And, and what happens is so profound. You know, you're gonna cry, the other person's gonna cry, you're gonna have this incredible bond. And this is what science says, and certainly what my own life has indicated. This boosts your well being more than any amount of money, more than the new job, car, house, whatever. Uh, if you don't believe me, it's, it's science, research after research after research study. And so do this. And I did it with my friend, Vanessa, and so much of what she gave me. And, and I say to her, I'm like, you, you see me. I mean, even my own parents who are lovely people, they, they, they don't really see me most of the time. And, and that's okay. Um, it's painful, but 
I think a lot of people who love us or claim to love us aren't able to give us this gift. So first we have to give ourselves this gift, but then be the gift giver and start doing this to everyone that you meet. <clears throat> I'm speechless. I'm absolutely speechless. I, that's the first time I've ever heard that. I think it's absolutely genius. Um, in our space, Kate, we're, we're, we're a one-stop shop comprehensive planning organization right? We, you know, do financial wellness for clients of, of a variety of different verticals. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we're fortunate enough to have ecosystems and relationships that drive opportunities to us in a variety of different, in a variety of different capacities, right? And um, there's a couple of different points I want to touch on, um, you know, during the pandemic, um, our business was fortunate enough to really flourish because so many individuals were looking to expand their opportunities because they felt boxed in, they felt trapped, they were questioning their nine to five, their corporate career decisions, all of the things that they had been taught. Um, <clears throat> and we saw just a massive, massive expansion of sales appointments and things of that nature because people were looking to create different opportunities. The first thing that I, I wanted to ask you about was I think that, and I could be wrong, right? You know, um, but I don't. I have a gut feeling I'm not wrong about this. We always say in financial services, when, you know, especially when we're coaching businesses, when we're working with businesses, um, a employee who comes to work with the absence of financial concerns in their world is a more productive employee, right? You know, it's, it's, that's, that's an easy thing to understand, right? And so our responsibility is to make sure that they're well-educated and they're making good financial decisions, both with what their employer offers as well as personally. But don't you feel like it ought to be a corporate benefit or there should be more focal point in, cor in, in corporate America for a benefit focused specifically on personal wellness, like, like mental wellness, right? Physical wellness. I don't think, I don't think that I, I haven't, I haven't seen organizations focusing on that enough. What's your opinion about that? And then I want to move over onto the entrepreneur side for a moment. Yeah, absolutely. Because when uh, there, well, you're right, there is not enough emphasis placed on that. And, and sadly in this country, a lot of people have made money their God. And I love money as much as the next person. And we all certainly need it. Um, with that, there needs to be more emphasis placed on, on the internal. And in my experience, and, and if you don't even believe it, it's, it, it is love, cause and effect. But when you are doing the inner work and you're, you, you become the person who naturally attracts the wealth, the relationships, the opportunities, rather than striving and forcing to make something happen and make more money, when you spend the time to do this inner work, it just comes to you. And, and my life has been the proof of that. I, and I have to sometimes remind myself that I'm like, oh my gosh, this person who you just wanted to meet so badly a year ago, you're now like working with. <laughs> or like this person I admired for years, a CEO, he just offered me a job without me trying. But then I've been doing the work behind the scenes for years and years and years. So I hope that more emphasis is placed there. I do find some organizations are open to it and, and they crack the door open, but then it's kind of like, oh yeah, well, we don't have the budget or, nah, you know? Um, so I don't know what it's it's fully gonna take, um, but that's why I do whole person coaching. I'm coaching the whole person. And, and you know, I, I we can all keep speaking about it, but I do, I see plenty of material successful people whose relationships are crap and marriage is crumbling and horrible relationship with the kids and not happy and they're, I had a client last time. I mean, it's just they're and they're open about it, but just like an addict of some sort. And so I think we all need to redefine success. And it certainly is more encompassing than just how much money we make. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. And uh, we are Infinity X, a stage and microphone for human excellence. If you have a question for Kate, please put it into the chat. And Kate, now we have a lot of entrepreneurs that join our show every single week and continue to watch us on YouTube. We are Infinity X on YouTube. Check. You'll be able to see this replay as well as others. But <clears throat> when, um, you know, when... Uh, when, when you're running, a, when you're running your own business, right. And you just mentioned the magic word, right. Budget. Sometimes I don't have the ability to budget out and to outsource to people like yourself, um, 
uh, you know, the, the, the resources to be able to bring in and, and do, you know, kind of whole life coaching internally as a benefit that the company is going to pay for. So if I'm a business owner, right, I'm running a practice, what are some things that I can do? You mentioned the gratitude letter. I think that's one of the most genius things I've ever heard in my entire life. What are some other golden nuggets that you can impart on the good folks that are here in terms of building spirit of corporate culture that maybe doesn't cost anything, but, but, you know, can have a massive impact on not only themselves, but the people that they are surrounding themselves with as they're trying to build their businesses. I think a simple practice everyone can start with even this evening is what I call my sit and stare time. And it's a minimum five minutes a day. You do just what it says. You sit and you stare out the window, stare straight ahead. I have clients say, turn your chair around, <laughs> you know, shut your door look out the window for five minutes at the trees and the sun and, and whatever. And um, this is where you really check in with yourself, almost like you would a small child, any parents here, you know, you have to do that with little Johnny, who's four years old. How are you doing? What do you need? How can I support you? And we need to start doing that with ourselves. How are you doing? How do you think that call went? What would you have done differently? What worked? What didn't? How can I support you? And then listen, we can all become more practiced at listening. These two things are free, but you start listening to, to that divine truth and wisdom, not the ego that says, hmm, you know, maybe next time you should let John lead the conversation. And you know what? Why don't you reach out to Jennifer about a collaboration? And you know what? you're going to need to cancel that 2 p.m. meeting because you don't have the bandwidth and you may say something that could jeopardize the relationship. So why don't you have your assistant do it and you go take that lunch break that you never take, whatever. But these are the simple moments. And you know, when I, when I do speeches and sometimes I'm nervous and the first couple of times I tried this, whether it was like a super corporate group that I'm like, I don't know if they're going to be open to this or into this. I will say whether it's a professional sports team, private equity, a huge conference. I am blown away when I have people, I say, all right, we're going to do it. Not fine. We're going to do one minute of sit and stare. And I introduce it. I, the room is silent. You can hear a pin drop. Every single person is so committed. And what that says to me is that people are desperate for an adult time out to just sit and check in with themselves and be more mindful. So this is free. Uh, it's something you can introduce. And if someone gives you a hard time, it's something you can say, I'm, I'm processing, I'm reflecting. You know, people say you need experience to learn, but actually we learn by reflecting on our experiences. Incredible. We have a question coming in from one of our, one of our friends and partners to the show, Klaus Bartram. Klaus, how you doing, brother? Go ahead and unmute yourself. All right, guys. How are you? Hi, Kate. How you doing? Hey, Klaus. Hey, great job, man. Awesome. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you so, so much. Two-part question. Uh, so you seem obviously totally engaged and totally passionate about 10 different things and tr truly all into it. Um, if you could do any of it, I, I, I don't care if it's, you know, swimming, broadcasting, you know, being in Africa, if someone was paying you $100 million a year, what would you want to be doing? And 10 years from now, where do you see yourself? Hmm, great questions. I'm just even tuning in and I like to just not edit and and again because she's her, but I think having having a show, whatever platform it's on, but having a show where I'm showcasing real, I mean, where everybody's real, right? LeBron James and Tom Brady are very real, but and that would be great to have them. But I think um, you know, regular people and hearing their stories and um, talking about these topics and making mental, emotional, spiritual fitness, a mainstream concept that, you know, when people are like, yep, I'm going to the gym. Everyone knows we have to exercise our physical muscles. People say, oh, hey, yeah, um, at 6 p.m. I'm going for my sit and stare time, or I'm going to my inner fitness gym to exercise my mental and emotional muscles. I really lost my cool with my spouse today. I, I really need to get off the anger train and, and beef up my emotional muscles. They're a little um, flimsy right now. So I, I think that in terms of a show, a place where you have a platform where you can reach more people, I would love to be doing that, which is combining all of my worlds, you know, the journalism, the, the TV, the coaching, the speaking all into one in 10 years um, to be someone that it's just like, oh yeah, Kate, she talks about inner fitness and people are more fit on the inside and we're all talking about this and I, I guess less talking and more, more doing and, and being this, but I really just want to have real 
conversations with real people and for all of us to stop pretending to have it all together, um, but really having the courage to own and embrace that messy person behind the scenes who's just trying to keep it all together. Awesome, Katie. Thanks. Go, go do it. Go get them. <laughs> thank you. Gosh, thank you so much for the question, brother, and your partnership. Kate, with that in mind, <clears throat> um, first, uh, two-part question. First is, what's it like writing the book, right? You know, because a book is one of the greatest stages that you can create for yourself to get your message out there. And, and then part two is, in speaking with stages, you've been a keynote speaker. What is the stage that you want to see yourself on that you can put your message out to the world? What's that grand stage? What's that vision? Wow, I guess I need to be more specific. For me, I am a person, I focus more on the process, a bit more than the actual end goal, because I feel like that can change. And in my experience, it does change. So for me, it's, it's putting in the work and being open. It's just like, and people say that with their dream partner to write down all the things. And I think it's good to have that in mind in terms of values and things like that. But I, I like to be a bit more open and, and staying out of, of God's way and being like, you know best. I mean, you created everything. So I'm open, like use me. And I think that's one of my prayers. You know, most people it's like, God, I want this, 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 and this. For me, I'm in more of a space of use me. What, what do you want? What's up? And there are some moments because I'm human and I look up like, what the hell? Or why is this taking so long? Or whatever, right? Um, so I can't answer that specifically right now. I feel like he knows and I, I'm open. Um, and in terms of writing the book, I absolutely loved writing the book because I had an incredible proposal. The proposal um, was, I don't want to say a nightmare. It was, it was stressful putting that together. But the good news about that is when you have a really great proposal, you're so organized that when it comes to writing, I mean, I just... I just let it rip. I really felt like I was being channeled. I didn't have a sip of alcohol for the whole five months. I was working on it. I did so much research and then I would just sit down and, and let it rip. Or if I got stuck, I would, I would meditate or I would do my own sit and stare practice and I would get a subheader like, Ooh, that's good. And it would come from spirit. And then I would just start writing. And I recommend that to people is to, um, kind of step out of your way, God's way, if you believe in a higher power and, and just be more in a place of use me, I'm open. Like, how can I serve best? Incredible. Got a question coming in. Yo, Dave, go ahead. Go ahead, brother. No, I was going to say, I mean, you, you obviously are well, well um, versed in being vulnerable and just letting it all, let your heart just basically lead everything. Um, and one thing that you did say that struck me that I think we need more in the world is these little just these little these little gestures of kindness in the world, even like a like a quick smile to somebody that looks like they need it, or just just some sort of outwardly expression. Just people don't realize just just a little little thing just can make someone's day, week, month. So we need more of that in the world. So I appreciate that you remind us all the time. Oh. Thank you. I think it's funny too, because living in New York City and I'm like very <laughs> fond and where my break, but people, a lot of people are like, like, you just don't seem like you live here and you're just so happy and you glow. <laughs> and, um, and then I think they're surprised that when they hear some of the things that, that I've been through, um, but I, 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 this stuff works if you do, right? It is like going to the gym. You can't just show up in your cute outfit and expect to be fit. Your personal trainer can't do your pushups for you, but then the results are there. I don't know why there's a bug in here and <laughs> they like my plants. Um, okay. Hi, hi bug. Um, but this stuff works if you do. And so that's why I'm, I'm so passionate about it. And just want to sometimes just like, Oh, you know, if you just, it's just even start with five minutes of a day of a day, it really does work, but there is something about being in a, a loving space. Cause at some point in your career, as I'm sure everyone here knows you get to a certain point and everyone's been to this school and everyone's got their master's degree and everyone has 20 years of experience. So why do you get the job over the other 50 people? It's because they like you and they're just like, she has good energy or I feel good around her. I want to work with her. And so I think being mindful of that too, because quite frankly, I I've been around so many billionaires and whatever, and some of them are nice. And some of them I'm like, I, you can have your money because you seem so miserable and you're like being a jerk to everybody in the room. And that is not success to me. 
We are Infinity X Stages and Microphones for Human Excellence, joined by Kate Ekman this evening. We got a question coming in from Gary. What's up, Gary? Hello, Kate. I love your energy. Can you hear me okay? Hi, Gary. Hi, a pleasure. I'm a, a very ambitious person, and I believe in the universe. And there's obviously a reason I came tonight. And when you had that um, open admittance of the losses that you sustained, obviously that was one of those moments captured in recording forever that's, you know, goes beyond human understanding. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. That being said, hug therapy I hear works really well. Also, a state of gratitude that's maintained strictly, you cannot achieve another state while you're in a state of gratitude. <laughs> so if you stay hooked in a state of gratitude and on top of your game, you'll find that a lot less, you'll be more bulletproof and more resilient in that manner because things won't impact you the way they normally would if you're out of that state of gratitude. I love so that. I wanted to I share... Yeah, I wanted to share my experiences and understanding and also tell you, I'm currently engaged in working on a suicide prevention app. Hmm. I would love to have you join in with me. Wow. I'm very much trying to get in on the ground floor with David, who's a gamification expert, and Kelly Posner Gerstenhaber, who is the creator of the CRSS, the Suicide Prevention Screener. It's a system. She's from Columbia. Yeshiva, bright girl. Um, she's a superstar expert in the field of suicide. I joined with her, connected with her on LinkedIn. I also joined with David and Oren Davis. If I could get those three along with Jay McGonigal and Chopra, Deepak Chopra, Get those five people on my dream team. I can guarantee you I can have this done by, by Suicide Prevention Week 2022 rollout, followed up by Mental Health Awareness Week 2022, October. So I'm really ambitious. I'm really a high-level thinker. I really want to get this done. And I have all the support of M3. I'm not sure familiar if you're familiar with M3 linked. It's a group of connectors that create things of this nature, collaboration and success. Wow. So I'd love to have you on board in some form or fashion, at least if not to make entrees, certainly to be uh, fully involved because this is going to be reality. And the fact is it's going to create a Guinness Book of World's Record, maybe get us a Nobel Prize, I don't know. Wow. I would love to be involved, please reach out and- yeah. I sent you my info in the message. I sent it to David Harder. Thank you, by the way, guys. Thank you uh, so much. The gentleman much. wearing black. What is your first name, please? David. David. I'm sorry. All good. And, and who's the gentleman in the white shirt then? I am also David, brother. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. David's biblical. That's right. that's right. David, you have to do a mic yeah. sheet with the black shirt, please. Oh, yeah. You got to move Because people can't hear you. Yep. Oh. Yeah. I wanted to deliver that message. So when you continue, yeah. Gary, Gary, listen, brother, I wanted yeah, to thank you. I took you. up too much time, I know. No, 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 listen, I oh. love that. I love what you're up to. And by the way, this is what Infinity X is all about. Okay. One plus one equals a trillion, you guys. We can create infinite impact in the world Triple. by introducing people like Gary to people like Kate who have outreach, who have proximity, who have resource, right? Who have a message that they want to share. And that for me is probably the greatest example of what our initial vision, Kate, behind Infinity X, when we first started it was how can we give people an outlet to understand how they can exponentially grow sales opportunities, right? And, and just by exposing them to, to, to other people, right? To human excellence. And we said, okay, well, we originally, we started calling it 19 extra sales, right? And then we said, well, that's, that's putting a cap on it, right? That's putting a cap. It is, you know, 
what we can impact on the world is is infinite. It's limitless, right? If we if if we identify and have good conversation with with people like yourself. So Gary, I really appreciate that. And I am excited to hear about any type of collaboration that you have with Kate. And Kate, we only have two more minutes here. So um, I would love it if you could share with the group from a go forward perspective, right? Now, listen, we're in <clears throat> challenging times economically, right? There, um, there's, there's a lot of uncertainty uh, coming, you know, coming down the pipeline, not only economically, but also emotionally, right? So what are you personally, and you don't have to give detail, obviously, but what are you doing to prepare yourself as, you know, Omicron might come in, you know, we might have, you know, some, some rocky times here in the United States economy and in the United States in general, you know, psychologically and or, you know, fiscally, what are you doing to prepare yourself for that storm that might be coming? Yeah, it's the mental, emotional, spiritual, physical fitness, all of them. So absolutely getting my exercise in, making sure I'm rested. I just ordered a bunch of new vitamins, making sure I'm taking the B and the D and the echinacea and the all of it. Um, so maintaining that, but also the inner health, the, the mental and emotional. So you get the upsetting email and you know, giving myself like you get a minute to be upset by this. And then you need to push it away because your life is too fabulous. You've worked too hard to be upset by this email all day or the rude comments or getting on social media and being taken out by the comparison or judgment, really giving yourself that, okay, you know, you're going there and bringing it back because you want to be fit and strong and healthy, both inside and out. And so really being mindful of that. And, you know, talking about sales, I think just also, being really, really thoughtful and conscious and deliberate and intentional. I, I feel like I already said that. I'll say it again, intentional about your energy and the decisions that you're making and the people you're surrounding yourself with. And you, you want to do better in sales, see and hear and acknowledge the people that you're talking to in a real way. Ask them about themselves and, and really be um, genuine about it and um I think that will just help in everything and that helps our health too. But I, I think we all need to have those connections. So if you can see people in person, great, but also right now call somebody, definitely do your gratitude visit, but call people and just check on it, check on them. Even people you haven't spoken to in a while, they'll be really, really happy to hear from you. And it's going to boost your immune system, your psychological immune system, certainly. And theirs as well. Incredible. Dave, any parting comments, brother? No, I just, I just wanted to thank you for, you know, being a person that wants to send out a message that, you know, like Oprah says, you know, you're, you're, what, what is, what's the statement she says is you, you, you're seen, you're seen, seen, heard, heard and what you, you said matters. matters. And obviously we need more of that in the world. And I couldn't think of anyone greater as a, as a messenger for that, that great message. So I thank you for sharing that with us tonight. Thank you so much for having me. David Squared, you guys are phenomenal. We got to keep in touch and, and collaborate again. I just, it's been such a joy connecting with you and your, your beautiful audience, some who I can see, some who I can't, but I'm giving you all a big energetic hug. Be well, everyone, be better than well. Just go out there and, and start kicking some butt, right? Whatever that means to you. Okay, I got to tell you, you know, um, this has been an honor and a privilege to have you with us, have you on our stage for you to share that message. Um, and just learning and understanding what you're up to in the world. And, um, you know, we, we always say, again, if we can make, if, if we could offer education, no cost, right? No cost education and a message or a platform to people that need to hear something on any given Tuesday, then, you know, what we're accomplishing and what we're, our mission is with Infinity X is being accomplished. And I think that you just really, really nailed every aspect of that tonight, Kate. It's been a true, true pleasure to get to know you. And, you know, listen, we're over in Red Bank, Jersey. You're in New York. You know, we, you know, it's, it's a hop, skip and a jump. So I think uh, we see you in our future, you know, and I think that there are some things that we could co-collaborate on as well that I think would be uh, really interesting and um, get to know you, uh, get to know you better because I love what you're up to in the world. Um, Kate, before we sign off, is there anything that you'd like to leave these good folks with? I just think I want everyone to remember how powerful you are and that you can truly do anything that you decide is important enough and you can really achieve whatever you deem worthy. I know our world kind of tells us the, the opposite, but you are powerful. I even have a necklace on that says that so that everyone who comes close to me can read it. When I'm in the mirror, I read it. 
but start, start thinking more thoughts like that, writing them down and start programming that rather than all the other nonsense that tries to constantly bombard us. And I promise you, you'll have this new fresh perspective on, on days that are challenging. And just remember the importance of community and collaboration. I just feel so lit up right now. I was not feeling that well this morning. I think it's the weather. I'm like, it's dark and cold all the time now, you know, um, it, but so just even combating kind of that change and the letdown after Thanksgiving with the family and all the good food. And so this just was such that boost. And it's a reminder that we can go and have these boosts from people um, at any time and check in, but just be willing to, to give and, and, and not just receive. This is Kate Ekman. You can get her at Kate Ekman TV at Instagram. Kate Ekman, love what you're up to. And we are Infinity X, giving a stage and microphone to human excellence. We're going to be signing off for the evening. Kate, I just want to thank you again for spending time with us tonight. It's been such a privilege. And uh, folks, until next week, Gary, thank you, brother. I love what you're up to, man. Um, we will see you next Tuesday on another edition of Infinity X. Kate, have a wonderful night. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Infinity X. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube by searching We Are Infinity X. Until next time.